Hello and welcome to episode number seven of season three of Empower Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Abney, and I'm here today with... With Marilyn Egan. Hey, hey Marilyn. Yeah, I can't believe it's episode seven already. I know, they fly by. Yes, well, we they still got nine, nine more to go. Yeah. For the end of the year. We're going all the way to the end of the year this year. Yes, but we're we really excited today because we have a very, very special guest. Yes. And this you want to introduce yourself? This is Dr. Maureen yeah. Hughes. Yay. Thank you so much yes. for having me on. I'm so excited. You're so welcome. Yeah. I'm glad you found time. We found time in our, it's hard, hard to get our, all of our schedules together. Oh, you know. <laughs> yes. I'm here all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. Because you work, yes. at, you have an office here, right? I do, yeah. Where we record I've, the podcast? I've had my office here for um, a little over a year. And then about a month ago, they made me go through a process to get like a conditional use permit. So now I'm like, I'm in like Flynn, you know, I am all up in the city of Overland and all that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Awesome. Good deal. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and um, your story of how you got there? Absolutely. <laughs> Happy to share that. So, um, as a traditional Thai yoga therapist, I learned about this work called Thai massage um, back when I was in my mid-20s. And so let me back up a little bit. I was at grad school in Washington University in St. Louis and studying, and I had a friend who basically clobbered me over the head and was like, Maureen, you have to go to yoga class. You are really stressed out. And I guess I was probably driving her a little crazy too. <laughs> you know, because everybody's like type A, type A, type A, type A. Yeah, yeah totally. You know, that, that whole way of being in the world. And um, so she clobbered me and, and I and ended up loving yoga. And um, my teacher then asked me if I wanted to do her teacher training program. And so I did my teacher training program back in 0405. Oh, yay. Yeah, which was great because everything was just kind of getting rolling in St. Louis with studios mm -hmm. and gym yoga and things like that. And But she ended up going to a 100-hour Thai massage training in California with um, a guy named Saul David Ray, who comes back to St. Louis periodically. He has like strong ties at the Big Bend Yoga Center. So she came back with this routine and she's like, here, let me do this on you. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I had had like a regular massage before and I really didn't like it actually because I had gotten sick for like two weeks after I got my first massage. Oh. I mean... That is Your first how much, Thai massage? No, my first regular just massage. Just regular massage. Mm -hmm. I think that's, I was like, I was so stressed out all the time that yeah. like my body relaxed enough and then my immune system was like <laughs> out the window. <laughs> um, but no, my first Thai massage um, that I received, it was like my body could do things that I couldn't make it do on its own. Like I was struggling with a lot of poses in yoga class, which I understand more so why, um, like with my physiology and you know, my psychological stuff that I needed to deal with. Um, but it showed me that my body could do things and I was just like, I need more of this. I want to do yeah. this. This was before like licensure and massage became a thing in yeah. Missouri, right? Yeah. Right. And so she handed me her manual and was like, <laughs> here, go find some people to work with. 
I had been already teaching yoga before getting the Yoga Alliance certification because it wasn't an issue until it became an issue. Mm-hmm. And so I worked with one client who I met at the gym that I worked with for six months, and he was just so appreciative of receiving some work. And then I worked with a woman who was um, a professor at Washington University who was desperate to have babies. Ah. So she had already had one child, and she wanted to have another. And she was, if I remember right, she was like 45 years old and great physical shape just um, stressed, just super stressed, you know? So the way I say it is that, you know, we can reach a level of stress in our lives that our body becomes inhospitable to growing new life. Mm -hmm. And she had had in vitro fertilization done four times. Wow. And and lost it every single time. And if you know how much that costs, right? And stressful. And sad. And sad, yes. That's a lot of sadness, Mm -hmm. you know, like you're putting all this energy into it. So she's like, I'm not getting any younger. This is the last chance. So she worked with me for six months. I was so blessed to have her in my life because I was um, working in a lab part-time doing, you know, just bench work. I was just out of grad school. And um, so I was working with her several times a week. And then after, she's like, I'm giving it six months. And then after six months, she went in for her ejection and she gave birth to twins. <gasps> Yay. She made it for lost time. She got a twofer. <laughs> yeah, she got a twofer. She did. She did. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's just the way the universe works. And what I a blessing that. for her, you know? Yeah. I was really happy about that. But it was interesting because back in the day, I was... Like, oh my gosh, am I going to like keep working with her because she asked me to? And then I just prayed on it. And I was like, you know, if something happened, I don't want to be blamed for anything. So, you know, I just kind of cut the connection. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I know better about how to work with people who are in pregnancy. Um, It's not a big deal. (laughs) You know, people who are pregnant can receive work. It's not a big deal, you know, and it's actually a blessing for women who are about to give birth and Anyway. So there's, so some clear. So this Thai yoga massage, it's like you would go somewhere and have this. I've had that done a couple of times. It's on a round mat, right? It depends. Everybody kind of. Everybody's different. Yeah. Okay. My so, mat, my mat is rectangular. But you work with the person pulling and doing different types of sequence. Yeah. Yes. Like I remember it hurting. <laughs> Well, it depends who you're working with, right? Um, And it also depends kind of where you are in your body. So just to clarify, like Thai yoga massage, Thai yoga therapy, Thai body work, Thai massage, Thai medical massage, traditional Thai physical medicine, like it's basically the same thing, but there are ways of working that can create a big difference. So structurally speaking, Thai massage was started by Dr. Shivago. And Dr. Shivago, he's also known as Javaka, was a really good friend to and the medicine doctor of the Buddha. Ah, So this is going back 2,500 years. And so Dr. Shivago was heralded and praised because he was a man who could find no thing on this planet that wasn't medicine. Mm. 
And so... Say that one more time. He was the man who could find no thing that couldn't be medicine. I love, love that. that. Yay. I mean, 2,500 years 2, ago. 2,500 years ago, right? And then he was deemed like the new headmaster of the medical school, this ancient medical school back in the day. Yeah. And so he must have done something right. It's, it's interesting. If you look at the history of Shivago, he was actually a throwaway baby. Um, the princess, um, Siddhartha's, I think, sister, if I remember the story properly, found him. Oh, wow. And brought him, and they raised him as, like, a second son, and that's one of the reasons why he was so close to the Buddha. Like, they were, they were mano y mano. They were the, the two people who were just souls brought together, you know? So there we are. Yeah. But, and then what has happened through time is that every lineage, every person that practices it brings their own thing into it, mm-hmm. right? But the lineage that I'm practicing in is 930 plus years old and relates directly to the originating founder of the healing hospitals in Thailand that work directly with the royalty. So there's something called Southern style, and that's Mm -hmm. the royal method. And then there's Northern Thailand method, which there's been teachers that call it the commoner method. Really what it is, um, the royal method, you work with the client in a very proper way. There's usually not a lot of intense pressure. You don't step on the client. You don't invade their personal space so much. There's protocol. There's personal space in the session like that. Whereas, you know, I've worked with people who I'm familiar with and they're like, can you just fix me in like 15 minutes? And depending on how built they are Mm -hmm. and if I know that they're well or unwell, um, sometimes I'll just have them lay down on the ground and I'll put a walker straight over them and just mush them with my feet. But sometimes that's what all I can do if they're so large physically that it's difficult for me to manipulate them, that I can walk on them. But that's what the hill tribe people and the more common people in the fields of Thailand, that's how they would treat one another. Wow. But then there's more specific medicine that has to do with the Sen energy lines and different conditions and how to heal different conditions associated with like different Sun energy lines. So is it one always one on one? Um, it can be multiple on one. But it's one person. It's one person receiving. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. in I mean, my mind, mean... I was like, "Is there Thai yoga classes?" Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I teach I was... them. <laughs> so there's a class that mm-hmm. you can with multiple people, mm-hmm. like so. It's a version of yoga that's Thai. Um, so no. I teach um, a workshop. I got a thing with yoga, by the way. Like it's just Good. so it's, hard yes. for me awesome. to. I would love a breakthrough with it. Oh, it's hard for you to practice. Yeah. Okay, that's what you're saying. There's because no... I, I I was diagnosed with um, like lupus five six years ago. Mm-hmm. I forgot. No. Yeah, it's been. I don't have any symptoms anymore. But the thing that got me out of it, and it's something I really resonated with what you just said, was my body was doing things I didn't know it could do. So like when the lupus thing set in, I went um, to um, Corinne Shilin, and that she's the one with nutrition really impacted my life in a major way like i don't have symptoms anymore and i haven't for three years and i don't have high a and a numbers anymore that's great so 
nutrition, it did work for me. But the other part was I started to work out with a trainer and weights, you know, as a guy, you know, I never felt my body. I didn't know that I could do those things. Oh, that's cool. So I relate to that in, in a sense of like, I never in a million years ever thought I would be benching what I do or squatting like those milestones that just blew me away that my body could do that. So when you said that, I was like, Oh man, I would love that with more of the energetic side of getting one with your body. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was like, yeah, well, and I don't know how long ago you had a session, but if you're in the midst of a massive war going on inside of your body, like having really harsh, heavy work is definitely not going to help. Well, why did it help me so much? Did the Thai yoga therapy help you? I a haven't lot? done Thai yoga therapy. Oh, okay. I'm just talking about the weights. Oh, like, no, that no, made the such weights, a huge, no, impactful are, difference that's different. in my life. I thought you were talking about when you had received a Thai massage. That was like circa in my 30s. Like, oh, that's okay. probably been like 20 years ago that I yeah. remember having that done. I remember being were on the Were you this like big... in Thailand? No, but I was thinking it was in New York. Oh. Um, I remember the room. I remember um, the big round, it looked like a. What's those round chairs? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I know what about? you're talking about. Yeah. Papasan or... Uh, yeah, that's Papasan. what they are. Yeah, yeah whatever Papasan. that is. They had them at Pier 1. That type of a mat, <laughs> that's the consistency of it. He said, just lay down. And I just remember all this like pulling. And I was not awake then at all. And I'm like, oh my God, this like hurts like hell. And I don't, I don't think I ever did it again. It can be a little scary. Yeah, so... But I have been, like went through the 10 series of being... Rolfed. With the rolfing. yes. And I don't think anything could be worse than that. Um, you know, I've had some people, like, when I get to a deeper level of work with a person and I begin to understand their pain tolerance and I begin to understand, you know, what they're able to breathe through because that's really the most important right. part of pain management. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'll, I challenge my clients, but the first session is, hmm, let's see where this person is in their body and what they can do. And so it's much more broad and it's a lot of hands. And so, you know, I'm, I'm someone of stature, you know, I'm not a very large person, but I'm not a teeny tiny person, you know? So when I lean forward with my hands, I'm probably giving anywhere between 30 to 35 pounds of pressure. You know, but if all I'm doing is giving a gentle pressure and rotating a joint to see how far it goes, you know, if a person has hip problems, they'll be like, ow, that hurts. I really don't encounter a lot of people with certain moves that feel any kind of sensation except stretching. Yeah. But then as we move forward, like I do a, a seven series. So as we move forward from session to session, you get a little bit deeper, you get a little more intense, like instead of just broad hand pressure, I then start adding and we call them reinforced rolling thumbs or thumb pressure, which is my thumbs, I've been told are thumbs of steel. (laughs) (laughs) They're like little daggers, you know, so I have to be very careful with them. But there are people that seriously, I go and just push in as hard as I can and they're just laying there like nothing's happening. I'm like, oh, okay, this person either one really doesn't have any pain in their body or number two is so disconnected from their body that they don't feel it, which it's usually the latter. 
Yeah, because most of us in the United States have some type of imbalance happening and that can manifest as pain. Now, the weird thing about pain is that you can actively experience pain, but then if someone puts you in a stretch and then puts you under additional tension, and I'm going to get like kind of sciencey and anatomical on this, but, (laughs) but the fascia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So the fascia is the layer of, well, it's called silver skin, um, but it's, you know, several different layers. I liken it to like saran wrap. When it's really well hydrated and isn't adhesed, it smoothly slides. And if it doesn't smoothly slide, it'll stick. And then there's these pain receptors in our skin called the dermatome. And the dermatome can start registering pain. So what I do is like I'll put someone in a pretty heavy extension. Like there are people whose arms don't bend completely straight, you know. But like I'll put someone in an extension and then I'll push along the energy line. And depending on whether or not energy needs to be brought into that system, they may or may not feel pain. Yes. Wow. I was trained in myofascial release by John Barnes years ago. Yes. So when you talk about that, it's it's the best way to work is through that fascia. It is. Yeah. What happens when you open it up, or what's its normal state? What's its normal state? Well, it should be painless. I mean, if you have all your energy Mm -hmm. systems working a hundred percent, there should be no pain in your body. Right, but the human issues what? right here on Earth, <laughs> as our human way of being, mm-hmm. almost everybody has some level something. of inflammation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used what, to tell like when you people, work out, why do you get sore? Oh yeah, delayed onset muscle soreness. Like they originally attributed that to lactic acid, but I don't even think that's the case anymore. So I don't want to say anything inappropriate, but. Yeah, when you work out too much um, or too intensely, like you will break your muscles so that they can grow, mm-hmm. and then it's the repair process. But it's it's a it's a metabolism issue. I don't know a whole lot about the physiology behind it because I learned it so long ago, and things have changed a lot. And I work with people's energies, <laughs> yeah. so I focus on different things now. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love that you have the medical that your doctor and you have the medical verbiage to go along with it because it's it does open up the door to a lot of it just it's a it's a more rich conversation oh well thank you yeah but when when we consider the work that i do really pressure is the least important thing Mm -hmm. it's about energy Mm -hmm. it's about attention it's about breath so not just the breath of the client but my breathing too because if i stop breathing i can't do much of anything consciousness And, you know, that's in bringing consciousness to the person that you're working with, as well as maintaining a level of consciousness to keep a a tight connection with the Mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. Not too tight, not too loose. You got to have just enough of something else going on in the background to allow yourself to mm, get out of your brain and not have a mind melt over it. You got to have, you got to be connected. Connected, but not too connected. Yeah. You know, it's like going on a weird date. (laughs) When it's like so intense, like if a date is like too intense and one person's like, I don't really know about this, you know. 
Sometimes yeah. people don't read other people. Yeah. So if you kind of give a little bit of space, there's like an energetic space, like when you're meeting a person for the first time, mm-hmm. and then there's this other type of space when you're working with their body. And what then you, pressure yes. is the least important thing. You can just yeah. lay a hand on a person or even just hover and imagine that you're working the body and going through this sacred dance of movement and they'll get great benefit from it. Yeah. What is the benefit? Um, well, What do you hear people say? Usually people feel oddly relaxed but invigorated, mm-hmm. calm but aware, and they feel like they haven't been able to move that way in years. Wow, I'm in. Mm-hmm. It's fun to make people feel that way. So yes. the, the whole tenet of the traditional practice is something called promi uihansi. And promi uihansi means the four divine states of mind, which are love, compassion, vicarious joy, mm-hmm. so being happy because others are happy, and equanimity or a balanced mind so those are the four divine states of mind perfect and that's what we generate hopefully for our client but in doing this work and connecting in this way because it is a moving meditation all i do is a moving meditation you know i run through this pattern and this kind of you'll you'll sort of understand how like I moved from being a scientist to being a practitioner of this work my favorite thing about being a scientist like I was a highly technical person I've always been the type of person who wanted to solve problems not create problems which was a problem in graduate school because to be a good graduate student in good science you have to create problems So I recognized about halfway through grad school, I was like, maybe this isn't the right place for me. But they're like, okay, you're going to finish school. We're going to make this happen. And I'm like, okay, we're going to make this happen. I was not a good grad student. (laughs) I (laughs) stretched the imagination. But I finished my work, you know, and they passed me. And so I have my diploma and I'm very grateful. But the thing about lab work and having this skill is that it was highly repetitive And so people can find safety in repetition. Mm -hmm. And um, it all started as I've been moving through my practice and understanding, like, why was I this way as a young person? Now I know why. You know, why did I enjoy doing cross-stitching? Because it's repetitive. Why did I enjoy doing so many other things? So anyway, with Soma Veda, you learn this pattern. And it's the sacred southern style royal method pattern. And we start at the person's feet, and we usually work up the body with the person laying on their back. And then there's all these compressions that we do, stretches. And, you know, when I teach my basic class, it's only 19 different moves, but it's like a whole body full experience that people are like, oh, yeah, I feel good, you know, is there something more? So then all of the other sessions that I run through my seven-session program build upon the pattern. And I will add in these prescribed moves that are taught in further levels. And then there's something called Northern Style, which brings in all these other stretches and crazy positions and all these things that, you know, if a person has never experienced any body work, Pulling their arms and legs at the same time and putting a foot in their back is not going to be pleasant. Right. You need trust. 
with your practitioner to know how to let go and let your body relax enough so that you're not going to get those muscle tears that you get when you're working out really hard with weights. That's what I was just thinking when you were starting to describe your whole technique is that you have this special rapport with each person that you work with, a special energetic rapport so that you feel each other's energy. They know you're safe and you know they're safe. And that's when magic happens, it sounds like. It is, but it's it's like, um, you know, if you're training to become a magician, yes, you start with little spells. You don't yes. start with the big old one that you then don't know how to fix. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's what happened to me. I got mm-hmm. somebody that just started pulling. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with you. It's about trust. It's about because... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've worked with some people with some serious trauma. Um, yeah. You know, one client in particular, he was very much um, abused as a child. Yeah. And he came to me because he's like, I don't know what else to do. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, he's like, I don't have any physical pain. And I'm thinking, well, like, I know why that's not. But, you know, mentally he was having a really rough time. And, you know, but he's like, I can get out of bed and come to appointments. That's that's fine. I'm not going to skip any appointments. And I said, okay, good. Yeah. You know, and I actually had to change the way I run my program with him because his particular imbalance really required him to have more physical activity. So I'd be like, he'd show up. I'm like, we're going outside for a walk. Yeah. So we would go walk for 30 minutes around the track outside. And then I would have him come down and he'd be all sweaty because that's also part of his prescribed treatment. He has to be worked up and hot in order to receive his treatment. And then he'd lay down and then I'd just work him and he'd be like, ah, I didn't know you. (laughs) But, you know, you just move the client slow and then they can get this awareness rather than if you're like throwing people into position like... Do you guys know what acro yoga is? Have you heard of acro yoga? I have seen videos Yeah, but I don't know what it is. It's super cool. Is that the one with the silks? No, it's actually partner yoga. So there's a person who lays down with their feet up in the air. And you probably did this when you were a kid Kid, or something. Yeah, did airplane. Yeah, and did airplane. (laughs) But there's all these other yoga positions. So acro yoga, sometimes I think I've tried it before. And you start with the baby stuff. Mm-hmm. It's just the way it is because the person doesn't have good spatial relationship and yeah. doesn't know where the foot is going to meet, the hip is going to meet this. And so you start people slow with easy stuff. That's how Thai should be too. And that's how it is with the system that I work in. Perfect. Now, if a person has had a lot of body work experience mm-hmm. in the past and don't and is not in a complete state of like pain panic, mm-hmm. then like for example – yoga teachers or people who have received a lot of Thai massage in the past, then I can go ahead and have a fun session with them. But if they haven't had a session for a really long time, you have to be careful. Yeah. So somebody's starting out with it. What do you recommend? Like as far as, um, I know everybody's different, but once a month, <laughs> once a week to start out with. So like to- the way I work, everybody gets the same first session. Okay. And it involves this 19 asana, five positions. It's in the style of the southern 
with the five different traditional attitudes, but it doesn't have all of the stuff speckled in there that make it the traditional Southern session. And so that's day one. And people will be like, that was cool. You know, (laughs) some people think that, yeah, I want more of that. And some people think, "Eh, you know, I'm going to move on with my life and do something else because it's my job to like take people on and use this as transformational work. Mm -hmm. And if their body takes to it and they start noticing, like most of my people have chronic pain, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, but if they notice that they're getting at least temporary pain relief, do you know what that does for the human psyche? Yes, it's Freedom. huge, huge, huge. It can change everything. It does. You know, I mean, it took five months. I've been working with a woman five months now pretty consistently. She's been going on some traveling and stuff, and it always gets worse when she travels. And I'm like, you need to take all your stuff with you. You know, <laughs> um, I think she gets it now, but, you know, she's had a few pain-free days finally. Yay. But she had some pretty other serious stuff going on because she's also working with Dr. Matt Flory. Like, I I feel and sense, like, when things are going on beyond, like, Mm -hmm. just a physical mechanical issue. Like, I can fix that. That's no problem, you know. Mm -hmm. But there are times where, like, probiotics aren't going to fix a person. They're only going to make them worse. Because there's a condition called small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. And a lot of times people will start feeling really funky in their body and like starting to burp a lot. And maybe they have like a lump in their throat or they feel nauseous or dizzy. And it's because they've just been popping probiotics randomly. Wow. And it doesn't make it to the place where they're supposed to go, which is the large intestine. And so they have all of these bacteria fermenting in their body. And that is no good. So anyway, this client that I'm talking about who finally after five months is starting to have pain-free days um, is going through Dr. Matt's program, and she had a pretty bad case of that small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Wow. I now am, like, learning the expertise in order to treat people like that just because I've seen it more and more because he and I work so closely together. Um, And I actually had SIBO myself because I was popping probiotics and drinking a bunch of kombucha and thinking like, oh yeah, kombucha. I'm not saying it's like evil or anything, Is you know, and as good? long as you're on top of your poop test and you know that you're not overgrown. <laughs> okay, I'll go get that poop test for you. What it is. <laughs> well, the gut is everything. Like that's the source of our health. The gut, I mean, yeah. I do know that. I mean, the gut is the source of serotonin. I mean, the gut is the yes. source of where all these good bacteria are supposed to make vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. And hormones. And hormones. Right. Really? Everything comes back mm-hmm. to the gut. It really does. Because, like, does. if your digestion isn't working properly and your metabolism isn't working properly, and then all of a sudden your organs are trying to work overtime because everything's stressed out and your liver can't detox... Then, then everything's start... inflamed, right? Exactly. And, yeah. If you cannot detox, like, normally at night, then everything starts feeling wonky. Mm-hmm. And lupus I... is just one of the manifestations of that. Yeah. Well, Which I'm, is I'm, exceedingly I'm rare. I'm so open. Like, I just, this is such a fascinating conversation. I like, I it. had, yeah. I'm so grateful that you came today to uh, share this with us. Yeah, well, I'm very grateful as well. I, I think I have a whole. Talk a lot. <laughs> I have a whole new. No, this is awesome because this opens things up. Like our minds are get stuck in ruts, mm-hmm. yeah. and we don't open ourselves up to other possibilities. Like it may work for somebody, but like 
before you sat down here. I didn't think that that would be anything that I was, you know, in alignment, but you're sitting here talking to me and I'm like, oh damn, you have been on this because I got off. I, the lupus symptoms went away. Yeah. So I was like, I'm, I'm good. Mm. But now I'm talking, not that I'm bad now, but like, it's like leveling up. Leveling up. Leveling up. Precisely, yeah. Because I I feel like my life is leveling up. And, you know, your body's going to go along with you. Well, it's the only thing that's carrying us right now. Yes, You know, this is is, is the only thing we have. I'm I'm fully a believer in the soul is going to, you know, wait and find the right opportunity to be in another being, you know, whether that it's a human or another species on this earth. I or don't just know. daydreaming out there. Yeah, you gotta wonder, you gotta wonder what's more punishing, you know, actually being born as a human or being born as a kitty cat. You know, <laughs> those cats get I've, everything. I've never <laughs> felt too. more comfortable in my own skin as That's I do now. Good. Yes. Yeah. But what point being is that that still can go to another space. Well, and that's the thing about asymptomatic illness. You know, you can still be not completely healthy, but just not have any outward signs of illness. Mm-hmm. But when you've had an experience where, like, walking around the block would put you in the couch for, like, five days. Yeah. Like, when you get past that, yeah. there's such a sense of release and relief and freedom mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, now this works. But that has been literally almost two and a half three years yes and like i'm i'm clear by your presence today that this could go another place and i'm open i feel like there is something cool it'd be an honor to have you on my mat and you know the other thing that really pops up and it's human nature like you know we get happy we get comfortable we get content and then the next question is what's good enough right because Mm -hmm. there are people who live in the good enough and there are times I live in the good enough, you know, especially right. when I used to eat all that Kraft macaroni and cheese with my frozen <laughs> vegetables. Like, that was all I could afford. stick with the macaroni cheese. That's all I could afford. You know, I put some tuna in there, too. Yeah. Canned tuna. Mm, you know, that was my college food, and that was good uh, enough. I could afford it, and, you know, my parents yeah. didn't think I was a burden on them, so. Uh, I used to just complain to my daughter all the time because that is all she ate. In college. Well, I grew up like, on that. No. That was my, that was my jam. <laughs> Which is probably one of the reasons why you ended up with lupus. Yes. Probably, but damn, it was good. I know it was so yummy. <laughs> oh, so. Do you I have a? To... Go ahead. Oh yeah, sorry. Um, no, I was just thinking about how um, our bodies are so important for us right now because it houses everything else about us at the same time and. And it yeah. is, and a lot of people in the energy world, in the energy worker world, mm-hmm. do not pay attention, attention to the physical body. And it's so, so, so important. So thank you so much yes. for bringing up those pieces where people go into fear thinking, oh, I've got cancer, I've got this. Just go get your gut checked out, you know? That's and right. then open it up with, have somebody support you. And open it up in ways you can't do yourself. I think that was a huge point, too. That was a big mm-hmm. takeaway for me. I didn't see a doctor for 15 years because I didn't want their medicine. Right. You know, but then when I realized that there was actually medicine that wasn't pharmaceuticals, yes. that was like nature derived, and I was like, oh, well, pff, I'm fine with doing that. Yeah, it takes time. 
you know, but it's, it is possible to heal. Yes. It is possible it to is heal. Possible it is possible to, possible possible to possible heal, heal, you know, yeah. for people who are thinking it is never going to happen. Like it is possible. Yes. You just need to take that first step. And you're like, I don't have the money. I mean, really, there are affordable ways. There are affordable programs that are available. Yes, it's are. just a matter of, you know, divine intervention. Yes. And intention. And being drawn yeah. to who you're supposed to work yeah. with. Yeah. Just the openness. Yeah. yeah. So making me, the connection. Makes me feel even better. <laughs> but I want to yes. end with that quote because I, I think yes. I'm going to title this podcast what you just said. Remember, not just said, but about the, the doctor. The no every, thing. No, yeah. What is that? Oh, yeah. So the doctor that realized there was nothing on this planet that couldn't be medicine. Yes. No I thing on this planet, planet isn't medicine yeah i i use a lot of double negatives so basically what you said is that there's everything on this planet is medicine yeah i'm going with that i love that yes, that just like made my that. made me vibrate a little bit higher today Yay. i love it yeah. so awesome. thank yeah. you maureen so much for being thank here you. it was so yeah. much what fun an honor. Yes. let's do this again yes. we will i feel like there is more to talk about you know what we should too. totally do because we do videos too mm -hmm. we should totally shoot a video Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. the pocket, that would be we really fun. Just another extra clip. Yeah. Maybe we can even do it before or sometime in the future, near future. Sure. Yeah. This would correlate when this came out. That yeah. sounds cool. Yeah. So I talk a lot with my hands. So it's okay as long as we, <laughs> we don't do hit too. the mic. We've <laughs> had them all flying around yeah, here. Yeah, good. It helps. We're gonna yes. wrap up today for this session, and um, just so grateful. I feel so open and alive right now. Mm -hmm. um, just love it. I just love. Oh, talking communication possibilities mm -hmm. and uh, yes. thanks for bringing yours here today so um marilyn do you have any i just want to say thank you and you had lots of takeaways that yeah. we just covered and and that's huge so i plan on hearing more from you well thank you both yes. this is so beautiful <laughs> and for our listeners out there i hope you got some great value today from our conversation with maureen and um, you guys just go out and make it a great day. And we're going to see you on the next episode. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you.